dolphins and jags. What a drag! Welcome, football fans, to the Surf and Artificial Turf Podcast. I'm Baxter Hill. This is my co-host, Casey Thompson. Casey, we did it. How was your, like... Whole month, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry to the <laughs> sorry to the SAT faithful. Yeah. This is the worst part. Is like, I don't. I imagine as long at least I don't see you update anywhere. Like, why we're out? So it's just like you know, for those select for few that. <laughs> that are just you know staring at the podcast feed and my mother texting it. She was is concerned. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I uh, <clears throat> I apologize because it's mostly my fault. Mm. Uh, brother, where to start? Um, Did Santa got, bring you everything that you had hoped for? Well, before Santa came, uh, RSV came. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We talked about uh, that already. We did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, and so it what what. Oh, and Ellie got pneumonia. Um, anyway, uh, so <laughs> just oh. a- a- updated me um, about my family history. Um, Santa was good, but we had to have it up here. It kind of flopped, flipped, flip-flopped our mm-hmm. uh, Christmas va- vacation plans. Sure. And, yeah, we had it up here, and then I was sick. And then I went down to South Florida, and it's now you're just tired. Now impossible. you're sick and tired. Yeah. Well, I'm 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 better. I'm in terms of like sickness wise. I. I oh, like burying the lead. But, um, Casey's no longer sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I well, yeah, you know, that's my little uh, name right now on the bottom. As you can see, it's New Year, New Me. Mm. <laughs> I'm gonna just load up on vitamin C every day. Sure. Um. So, yeah, it's just like impossible at this point to pot at my parents' house. But I thought about it and I was like, and due to circumstances that you're only familiar with, um, I'm probably not potting at my parents' house for the entire 2024 uh, football season. So mm-hmm. there, there's a positive um, in, in, in that. Uh, so, but Christmas was good. I mean, you know, Christmas, small kids. If if you're on the fence about having kids, uh, Christmas there's one good there's one good day. <laughs> it's Christmas, yeah, it's for sure. Christmas. It's awesome, and their birthdays, um, because Ellie also celebrated <laughs> her birthday, turning four three days ago, uh, and uh, he, you know, just just presents, so much presents. We we had presents for Christmas, then we had presents for Christmas with my family, uh, right, like four or five mm-hmm. days later, and then like four or five days later is birthday presents, um. So, and I'm pretty sure he's going to open more presents tomorrow for his birthday, for second birthday up here. Oh, boy. Um, so it's just like, whew, he's having the time of his life. Yeah, living the um, dream, huh? <laughs> uh, Congrats you, to you, Elliot, man. I don't know. Chris, Christmas was awesome. Family was awesome. Um, my dream came true. My family came to my house for Christmas. Li- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, That's living life. They were here for a day and then also promptly left <laughs> what wonderful in and out 
less than 24 hours. It was wonderful. Um, and then we did Christmas with um, our family and then Laura's family. And, you know, same thing. Just gobs and gobs of presents for the children. They loved it. Um, was home for a week with um, both of my sweet children while they were, uh, while Ellie was out of school. Are you okay? Are you dying? Um, but other than that, it was, it was you know, the huge. What you drinking tonight, buddy? I got to get there now. It's called a Paloma. Okay. Um, all right. It's a lot of backstory here. I'm gonna, I'll try to shorten it. Um, I have fallen in love <laughs> with a Ooh. game. Um, that is where this is. Uh, what are you we, drinking tonight, buddy? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we we have a dartboard. It's a long story. I'll get there though. We have right. a dartboard game that uh, we stole from Good Mythical Morning, where uh, you basically drink and or taste something, mm-hmm. um, and you have to guess the country, and then you throw a dart at the country that is your guest. From sometimes in the dark. Uh, yeah, sure. Sometimes in the dark. Uh, we have not done that because that's dangerous. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, Part of that, what I did for Christmas vacays, I brought the dartboard down to my family's house because um, my family likes to play it, and I did an alcohol one, alcohol okay. from, um, and so anyway, this is leftover alcohol from uh, that game hmm. that I'm just trying to use up. Uh, specifically, this is called a Paloma, which is uh, tequila, grapefruit juice, Pink peppercorn and tamarind. Okay. And let me tell you, it's not great. <laughs> and after it didn't having look like it by your a, face, half, after having like chips and salsa, which since you took thirty-five minutes to walk your dog and take a shower, um, I that seems, that seems like a reasonable amount of time to walk a dog <laughs> and take a shower. By the way, thirty-five <laughs> minutes doesn't seem like that's out of pocket. We're trying to rush because we have not potted for so long. Yeah, sure. And now we're talking about a dartboard. <laughs> Uh, well, this is the content people want, okay? Um, <laughs> sure. People anyway, only bad. stay it's, for the first 10 minutes. It's not, great after, chips, it's not great after chips and salsa. How about you, buddy? What you, you drink? Dude, we are all over the place right now. I am drinking red <laughs> wine. Okay, there we go. I drink a leftover uh, Christmas wine. There you go. Why not? All right. You ready to get into this? Probably. Week 17 recap? Dolphins become carry-on against Ravens. 56 to 19. Casey, what you got? Um, look, disappointing game. Uh, it's, it's a, it was a game for the one seed. If you remember. Sure. Many <laughs> moons ago. Yeah. It happened last year. Um, and, um, it, uh, was, you know, just a disappointing effort after, uh, you know, shaking the, hey, you can't beat a team with a winning record demon that was the Cowboys game, mm-hmm, which we didn't mm-hmm. talk about on here, which was a very exciting and fun game to watch. <laughs> um, Would have been great to recap. Yeah, 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 yeah. Unfortunately, I get to recap this game, uh, which was just an, a disaster on multiple fronts. Um, losing Chubb for the year, losing Howard for uh, at least this week, potentially more, um, and getting absolutely demolished and having to, uh, you know, go all the way up to week 18 to clinch the division. I mean, that's essentially just like worst-case scenario mm-hmm. um, in terms of, um, I guess, besides like Tua getting injured on what could have happened in that game. 
Um, I don't think it was necessarily indicative of what the score was. Um, but Lamar is just on one right now. And yeah. he kind of said this. He was like, I feel like I can do whatever I want on the field right now. And it just seems that way. Everything he's strong is just getting caught. And he's just pinpoint accurate so deep down the field on routes that, I mean, if he is at that level, he is unstoppable because of his legs already being what they are. Um, I think they're the perennial favorite in the NFL in terms of a Super Bowl contender. Um, I have them just so much. I, I have them above the 49ers in terms of like the team that I would pick to win the Super Bowl at this point. Um, they are just um, a complete team and just run by you know a better quarterback than what the 49ers run by. Um, and a guy that can just be take over a game with his t- the talents that are kind of unparalleled, really, uh, in the NFL because no one has hit that speed in the run game, that quickness and passing game. You know, I, I it's kind of just uh, you know he's just he's just one he's just a one in a million type of guy. Uh, and so, yeah, it was a frustrating game, but like I don't know. It was a lot of also missed opportunities, mm. drop touchdowns and things like that. Um, you know, who knows what the final score would have been if we kind of kept pace for a bit. Who knows what the final score would have been like Xavier Howard didn't go out immediately. Um, you know, things like that. Uh, but it is what it is. Uh, you know, we are set up in a position where we don't have to face them again until the AFC Championship game if we got there. So just... You know, look forward and learn from your mistakes and bounce back like you did from the Titans game. Shades of uh, the Jags game, honestly. Um, like you're saying, like there's mistakes where you could have kept pace and had you, man, you hate that thing. thing. I can't. Um, <laughs> Shades of the Jags game where, it, like, right, like you could have kept pace and then you were unable to and then it just kind of like got out of hand. The Jags has the same thing, you know, drops. Uh, Trevor just dropping the ball in the red zone, going in for a touchdown. Like, it was a lot of the same kind of things where it's like the Ravens, every t- every week that you watch them, they feel beatable. And then somehow they end up winning games. Sometimes they end up winning games in blowout portion, portions, sometimes not. But like you're saying, it's just like Lamar is so slippery right now. Everything's getting caught. Um, uh, our best hope... Oh, Cat makes an appearance. Uh, our best hope is that the rest does them in like it did them in before and they lose in the first uh, round or so. Um, I'm Can I help you? <laughs> yeah, my wife is, my wife is getting Amazon codes and <laughs> asking me to send them to her. So not the, like the best time, but you know, um, so yeah, it's just like it felt it felt winnable, and then all of a sudden it was not winnable anymore. You have anything else you want to say about this game before we move? No, on? I hated it. All right, <laughs> um, Jags pounce on Panthers, twenty-six to nothing. Casey, there's literally nothing to take away from this game. So instead, I'd like to tell you a story. The year is nineteen ninety-eight. I am an eleven-year-old boy sitting in the um, parking lot of a Boston market. 
I do not dare go in because the NFL draft is currently playing on my dad's radio in his car while he picks us up food. The Cowboys have just selected Greg Ellis, defensive edge, eighth overall. The Jags are now on the clock. My dad comes out of the Boston market, seeing my hands shoot out through the window and the car bouncing up and down in excitement because the Jacksonville Jaguars have just selected Fred Taylor, ninth overall in the 1998 draft, now current Hall of Fame finalist. This is my uh, favorite player of all time. I am so excited that he has made the Hall of Fame list that I want to use this time as my time to say that Fred Taylor deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, he's 17th all-time on the rushing um, leaderboard. All of the players ahead of him who are eligible to be in the Hall of Fame are in the Hall of Fame, and there are only two players, Barry Sanders with a 5 yards per carry and Jim Brown with a 5.2 yards per carry that have a higher yards per carry than Fred Taylor did in his uh, time as a pro at 4.6. Fred Taylor deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Fred Taylor is uh, the greatest Jaguar of all time. He's better than Tony Baselli, who is currently in the Hall of Fame. Um, he is the reason why I watch professional football. Um, I was a Gator fan before I was a Jags fan. Fred Taylor being drafted to the Jags is what made me a professional football fan. Uh, put that man in the Hall of Fame. That was touching. Please play a Fred Taylor highlight here. Thanks. But he knows he doesn't have a big play team, and Jacksonville does. Draw play. Taylor skips two tackles. Right and here we go. Yeah. Bye-bye. Brock Marion chasing. Brock Marion still chasing. Gets help from Smith. Touchdown. No flags. A 90-yard run. All right. Week 18 preview. Bills at Dolphins. Sunday night football. Uh, Bills a three-point favorite? Is that still true? Um, I, wrote this, yeah. I wrote this literally months ago, it feels like. <laughs> uh, it is probably still three points, if not higher. Um, and that is because of, you know, circumstances. Yeah, One is that the three. Bills are, uh, you know, on a bit of a tear um, these past six or so games and um, have really rallied to put themselves back into uh, potential playoff contention. Uh, and we are uh, hurting. <laughs> we have, you know, um, I think I said in text, like, you know, I think we're going to be down like eight starters in this game, depending on how you know things go in terms of for Waddle and Mostert. But uh, and then now Holland, who just popped up on the injury report um, again, it, you know, uh, it is tough times injury wise for us. Uh, it could get better by the first week of the playoffs, but look, we are in a position still to play at home and win the division, which if, you said that to me at the beginning of the season. I would have been perfectly content with. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I get 
there are things we can look back on and say we should have won games and this should already be clinched and we should be resting our players. But that's not where we're at. And this is not a time to look back because the playoffs essentially start now for us. The difference between a two seed and a six seed is potentially the AFC championship game versus going to Kansas City and losing. Because I think I think that is what we would be looking at. And I just I I get our history with the Bills. Uh but last year we beat them here. And you know, it is not unfathomable. It this is a weaker Bills team than last year's. And they have come off two straight wins against the Chargers and Patriots by one score. This is a beatable team. Uh, I think that, you know, regardless of the history uh, that we've had with the, you know, with the Bills, uh, including earlier this year where we got blown out, we are a different team. While we don't have the pass rushers that we had in the Bills game in the first, earlier this year, we have Ramsey who could cover Diggs, and that was our you know big Achilles heel in that first game. Diggs has not been the same guy uh, the second half of the season, and you know without Diggs that offense has struggled, and we are you know been pretty good against the run game. Um, I think that. It would be nice to finally shake this. It, you know, it's not the end of our of our season if we lose this game. I think Kansas City's definitely beatable, um, but it would be nice to shake this Buffalo Bills, you know, demon or whatever, win the AFC East, and hopefully, depending on what the fucking Jags do, hopefully, <laughs> go and you know have Pittsburgh come to us in our first game. So. You know that's what the stakes are for this for this game for us, um, and of course, lucky me, it's Sunday night football, um, so I get to think about it all day. <laughs> uh, it's your favorite, yeah. Uh, we've had so many primetime games this year, and I, um, I don't know, man. They're, they're not always. It's not always the best. Let me tell you, uh, because I'm up till like 11:30 watching the game and. Most of these games are coming down to the wire, and I'm just going to be stressed. And, you know, next day is fun day. And anyway, good stuff. Um, so that's yeah, kind of my monologue. Go ahead. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's, my I think it's, it's funny because both of our teams are in like it's the same exact position where the playoffs start now. The expectations for the team definitely altered in the middle of the season, and the, the bar got raised. And it's just exactly like what you said. If if we had said that the Dolphins, Tua, like my biggest thing going into the season was I just want to see Tua make it healthy through a season. Like I didn't really care what else happened. And Tua has not missed a game. Tua slightly hurt his shoulder last week, but he seems like he's going to be perfectly fine. Um, and you have the opportunity to win the division here right now versus the team 
it, regardless of whether you win it or not, you're already in and you're in the playoffs. Even if you lose this game, like it, it would stink. But to say we're going to make it through a season with Tua completely healthy going into the playoffs and you have an opportunity at the two seed, I think that expectation should be you should be proud you should be happy that the dolphins are where they are and what what they're doing currently um so yes yeah, just on specific matchups i'm looking at the dolphins run defense which is second in pff score versus the bills run offense which is fifth in pff score um one thing that has been constantly frustrating playing the bills um are those Josh Allen runs mm-hmm. and um, they've been killer for us. And um, James Cook has also come on the past couple of weeks, significantly improved over, you know, the first year and a half, at least of his playing time. But we've actually done pretty good in terms of locking down run, run games. Um, I think we're going to have a, a difficult time based on, how our current defense is going to be set up. Um, but, you know, Van Ginkle isn't a scrub. Um, I think the other side is going to be interesting who we have out there. I don't have a lot of faith in Melvin Ingram, for example, uh, mm-hmm. chasing down Josh Allen. But the first game, Christian Wilkins played very poorly. Uh, he's been much better the second half of the season. Like I said, Jalen Ramsey will be out there. Uh, which, you know, hopefully we deploy him against Stephon Diggs the same way that we deployed him against Garrett Wilson um, when we played the Jets most recently. And that would go a long ways, you know, playing against this Bills team um, to give our pass rush some time to get to uh, Josh Allen. It would be also very helpful if Jerome Baker came back and played in this game. Uh, it's you know it's hard to you know we're we're about 24 hours from this game, and it's hard to really talk still about you know what our defense is going to look like um, against Josh Allen, Javon Holland and Jerome Baker would be huge if they were both playing um, for you know really spy purposes for Josh Allen runs. Those two guys are athletic uh, defenders that can play in that role. Jerome Baker. Um, you know, could be one that is in a potential blitzing role. So having those two guys play would be crucial. Um, but really, it's just getting off the field when we have them in a third and long, right? Um, so that only happens if we shut down the run game on the early downs. And then when it does come to third down, we're able to get to Josh Allen, uh, which is something that we've struggled to do. Yeah. I mean, obviously you talked about like not looking back at, at historically what's gone on. Um, you know, the Josh Allen, all of the Josh Allen stuff that's come out about how good he's been against the dolphins. Um, it, it's definitely one of those things where you're in a position where, we've talked about it before with Josh Allen, where he sometimes puts on the superhero cape when he doesn't necessarily need to put the superhero cape on and he will make mistakes. But this is a game that I would definitely be terrified of as a Dolphins fan with Josh Allen needing to get into the playoffs. Uh, They haven't played well the past two weeks. 
offensively, especially Josh Allen, but at any point that can change. And with them in this do or die position, as you and I have talked about a lot, is a, like a as like a factor in games outside of like analytics and all that stuff to us, like the team that needs it more, like that matters quite a bit, even though they're professionals. And it would definitely, I would be concerned with Josh Allen in a position where he has to win a football game or the season's over, like not concerned about running, not concerned about getting hurt. Uh, They're going to be laying everything on the line, including their quarterback, who is a monster. And I think what's going to be crucial to us is something that we haven't really done against the Bills, and that's get a good lead against them. Um, Because, you know, I think that's where this Bills team can falter because Josh Allen, when he is kind of forced or feels like he's forced to make plays, that's when he can make mistakes. Um, I think we also have a significant advantage um, in terms of matchup in our run game. Whether or not Mostert plays, I mean, Devon Achan, uh, Achan had eight carries on 101 yards the first go-around, and the Buffalo Bills have the third-worst run defense and the fifth worst tackling and we saw earlier this um week or maybe it was today <laughs> um the stat where it was like dolphins running backs have the highest yards after contact mm. um and i mean that's big and even if Mostert doesn't play you know i think that in that ravens game devon was still incredible and you know in a game that doesn't get out of hand like that or even better, if we're in the lead, you know, we have shown that when we get a lead, um, that lead becomes substantial. It doesn't, you know, there hasn't been a lot of games where we have a big lead and we lose them, except for obviously the Titans game. Um, but even then, the, the big lead wasn't because of how our offense was performing. It was because of some weird Titans plays where we recovered two turnovers. In a game where our offense is performing well, that we get a big lead because of our offense, um, you know, I think this is the perfect matchup for us that really, like a two-touchdown lead puts us in a great position because we can run the ball really well against this Bills defense. It's one that does struggle. Again, Easton Stick and Bailey Zapp are the guys that they could only beat by one score. It's a beatable team. Whether we're, however many injuries we have, we're better than those Chargers and Patriots team, obviously. And our offense is still going to have Tua, Tyreek, and at least Yvonne, potentially Raheem, maybe Waddle. Uh, three of our five offensive line starters, which doesn't sound like a lot, but is honestly better than half of our season so far. There is a more relaxing path of victory for my soul. And that is getting a big lead early. (laughs) Yeah. The, uh, 
the doll uh, the Bills defense is not what it was at the start of the season. They like lots of teams, um, like our teams, have suffered some catastrophic injuries that have not made them who they were. Um, you have an opportunity to get a lead and then kind of hold on to it with your run game. I think you're right on all of those points. Let me get that pickup. Um, I am going to say Dolphins 30, Bills 27. Bills 31, Dolphins 30. All right. Uh, Jags at Titans, 1 o'clock kick. Jags are a five-point favorite for now. Um, the biggest point in this game is who's going to play quarterback for the Jags, right? It's uh, Trevor is been throwing it looks like he's trending towards playing uh he's been medically cleared which with trevor that's meant that he's going to play every single time that he's been medically cleared i think that he has proven um a desire to play a a level of toughness he wants to be out there he wants to play with his teammates that was the first game that he's missed um since covid this last week and you have an opportunity to go into the playoffs and remove the bad taste from your mouth that the four games previous to the game against the Panthers, uh, you are going up against, I would say, another bottom five team in the NFL this week in the Titans. Um, you, You blew out the Panthers last week, who the week before scored 30. Obviously, it's the NFL. Anything can happen any kind of week. But the Jags were kind of in a position where they had a good game plan. They did what I would have done maybe for the first time all season, and they blew a team out. Surprise, surprise. Um, But you could go into the playoffs with another blowout win. Um, You could get your lead um, sacker in Josh Allen, uh, the sack crown, possibly... Defensive player of the year. I doubt it, but I mean, if he ended up with the sack crown, it's possible. Trayvon could triple his sack um, output. Um, He's one sack away from a 10-sack season, which is wild. You have uh, Evan Ingram, who is approaching 1,000 yards. You have Calvin Ridley, who's approaching 1,000 yards. You have Travis Etienne, who's approaching 1,000 yards rushing. And you have Trevor, who's also approaching 4,000 yards you could go into the playoffs feeling good about where this team is at if they were able to put together a a strong offensive and defensive performance. Uh, You get Christian Kirk back. There's there's a lot of things that are are making me feel positive about the Jags in this game going up against a team that Trevor has historically been very, very good against. My uh, offensive matchup I'm looking at is... The Jags run game, which now is currently 26th, versus the Titans run D, which is 28th. You have to stay committed to the run, no matter which quarterback is playing. You have to do the same exact thing that you did last week. Regardless of whether or not you get one negative run in the first quarter, you can't, you can't shy away from it. You can't stop running the ball. Running the ball, unless you're a Shanahan-style offense, is a lot of, one yard, one yard, one yard, negative three yards, five yards, 10 yards. And then all of a sudden you pop a 65 yard run with Travis Etienne for a touchdown that pretty much closes the game. It, it, 
it was what we've been asking for constantly for them to do. Uh, just don't don't quit on the run game just because you have a couple of bad runs in a row. It you get one good run and it can completely change the outlook of the game. And that's exactly what happened last week. And that's exactly what I'm looking to happen this week. Yeah, absolutely agree. And I mean, I looked, um, I covered this when we play Titans, like they, their run defense, um, has not looked good. And, um, we were able to run all over them. And we also, um, in my mind, uh, strayed away from it too much. Um, you know, use what works. Um, look, I, I understand your run blocking has been horrendous this year. Um, was it the worst in the in the league? Um, no, in terms of when they no. rece- when the when ETN was hit behind the line. <clears throat> okay, twenty six. Well, no, I meant um, from that from that. So we what I'm referring to is I would that have to, chart yes. that showed yards after you know yards after contact for running backs and then. Um, where they were when first contact happened, and I yeah, thought the, the Jags were the worst. Yeah, and Jags, where the that, first contact happens. Yeah, Jags are getting contacted uh, the worst. Yeah, so look, um, I mean, that's not going to change, right? Um, in terms, yeah, Jags of, rushers yards before contact point seven. Yeah. Not great. That's that's not going to change um for this game um in terms of your performance. Uh however, uh it is a weakness of the Titans. And so it can change in the sense that if you don't stray away from it. I mean, look, whoever is out there at quarterback, um you should be relying on your run game mm-hmm. more than um you know, you have been in the past because even if Trevor's out there, he is going to be pain, playing in some sort of pain. And and if he's not out there, you have CJ Beathard. I, I, I think that obviously the run game uh, was very strongly to your advantage last week. Hopefully you have Kirk out there. Yeah, it looks be, like Kirk, nice Kirk, boost. Kirk came off IR today, which would lead me to believe that he's going to play like i don't see the reason why they would take him off ir and have to remove a player from their roster um they have to make the decision sit on the sideline they have to make the decision today that's why they cannot remove him from the ir tomorrow so he's close enough Mm -hmm. so it's still in my from my understanding it's still a game time decision but they don't want to like completely X that sure. out by not activating. I think him. he's gonna play. I think he's gonna play. I think Trevor's gonna play. I think you're gonna get Zay Jones. I guess is trending towards playing. Yes. I don't yes. know why. Like unless he's not gonna be wearing that knee brace. I just like at this point, man. I feel like Zay Jones is a little bit more of a liability playing. But I, I'm not. We've talked about this game already today. On text, I'm not really concerned about this game at all. I feel like the Jags are in a do or die position. Trevor's played so good against the Titans, um, and they need it. Like they need this game. Uh, Doug's been talking about it. They've asked him about like the playoff scenarios, and his response every single time is the playoff scenarios is to beat Tennessee. Like they are not thinking about like anything else about what happens if they lose. Like it is 
win this game. This is a playoff game, just like it is for the Dolphins. Um, fortunately for the Jags, they're just playing a significantly inferior opponent. Um, for the defense, I'm looking at the Jags' pass rush, which is currently 27th, versus the Titans' pass block, which is 24th. Uh, you and I made a beer bet earlier about uh, Derrick Henry playing uh, a majority of the season. He has played a majority of the season, but he is not himself. Um, and the Jags did so good against Henry last time that this is not really something that I'm concerned about. I feel like uh, they're going to be able to stop the run. And when they are able to stop the run, this Titans offensive line is trash and you have uh, a, a defensive lineman an outside linebacker whatever you want to call him an edge in josh allen who's motivated it's a contract year for him he could get the sack crown he could end up making a bazillion dollars in this offseason especially if he gets sack crown defensive player of the year in a contract year um i want to see jack stop the run and hunt Tannehill, I want this game to be a bloodbath. Uh, he, Josh Allen has already mentioned how much he hates the Titans, how much he hates Tennessee. Um, I just, I, I love hearing that from a player, of knowing how much this rivalry means to fans, knowing that we just want to see them just beat the ever-loving shit out of the Titans. Just send them packing in the first half to the point where they don't even want to come back out in the second half. Um, but just just go hunting. Yeah. Um, look, uh, these are the, the swan swan times for Ryan Tannehill. Um, he may never start another game in the NFL. Um, and so I I, uh, I wish Ryan Tannehill well. Uh, but I, I do I do really really uh, wish that you guys um, blow out the Titans. Um, for multiple reasons. Um, and, you know, I think that this is also probably Derrick Henry's last game as a Titan. That's the so, only thing that scares me Yeah, about this game. Sure. Yeah, that extra motivation um, is definitely going to be there. Don't get me wrong. Um, but, you know, it's not like they looked particularly good last week, and I understand they went through a lot of injuries uh, during that game. And, but... I mean, I I do think that you are in a good position with who you are playing at this point. You know, I think the fact that you're playing Tannehill, who is on his way out uh, of potentially NFL or at least into backup bill for a year or two, Andy Dalton style, um, versus Will Levis, who's trying to still prove himself uh, as a rookie quarterback. I mean, that's a that's a big lift for you guys um, because. You know, I have watched these guys over the season, Tannehill versus Levis, and there's a reason they went with Levis when Tannehill was fully healthy, uh, because you know that's how bad Ryan Tannehill is, and I'm you know, and Will Levis isn't incredible, um, and I understand he beat us, uh, but that was more uh, Hopkins than and, and and broken coverages than anything, um, so yeah, I I think that. You're in a really good position. What scares me the most is the Jacks team I have seen over the past five weeks, excluding you guys beating 
the daylights out of the worst team in the NFL. Um, continuing that trend, continuing, look, the, the Titans are a bad team, uh, but any NFL team could win on any Sunday. And uh, there's a concern that you get too conservative with your play calling because you are looking to win this game. And so you're not trying to take risks and you already have conservative fucking play calling. So, uh, you know, that lends to your detriment. It becomes too easy of an offense to uh, guard against. And then, you know, if you were by chance behind at any point, it's either Bethard trying to come back or, or hurt Trevor trying to come back. And then, it, you know, your season's on the line and things become desperate and stuff like that. Like, that's the game script you want to avoid. You want an early lead because Tannehill throwing it, um, trying to come back, trying to show that he's still the guy, is perfect for you um, because he's not. And I think that he will make mistakes. Uh, he just, he, he believes he has, um, you know, his body from 10 years ago still in his mind. And we've seen this with older quarterbacks before. And then the ball's not fast as fast as it used to be. And then the ball's intercepted. Um, so that's the situation you want to get yourselves into. Jags 31, Titans 10. Send those mayo eaters home crying. Uh, I have uh, Jags 20, Titans 17. Now it's time for everybody's favorite segment. Casey's Casino Corner. Alrighty. <clears throat> so let's start with my first bet. And this is the super duper uh, under special of the year because I have how low this total is. I'm it's still insane. going under it. Patriots Jets under 31. That seems impossible. I didn't even I wasn't even that bold. My under special is Falcon Saints under 41 and a half. I like that one. I like that one. Um, I lost you there, but I'm assuming that's Bills, Chiefs, Eagles. I'll pick them. Love it. Patriots. Right? And this... Mm-hmm. It was like 30 points in the first half. Oh, that was the Steelers-Patriots game. Yeah. My under special of the week. Yeah. What- Browns, Texans. Under 40 and a half. I think eventually uh, uh, we're going to get the bad Joe Flacco game. I think this is it. CJ yeah, Stroud also probably you, out again with not a concussion. As much uh, of the teams, but the absolute don't feel great. shit storm. Don't feel great about be this game being uh, up there. I don't know if you know that part. Um, it's like a snowstorm. Like, All right, you got anything else snow. you want to say? Yeah. <laughs> That's why Merry it's Merry so Christmas. Low. It's not because of the to everybody teams. out there. It would be like closer to 40. Um, Enjoy your time. Is Enjoy your when family. When you see daily. All right. We will be back next week. <laughs> Don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. When you say 31. Kind. You can find and follow like us at Surfing Artificial like Turf on Twitter. That's a weather. You can email us at uh, the same thing. Surfing Artificial Turf Thanks for joining us. And we'll talk to you all next Which, week. Which, by the way, I'm and throwing the, the Jets in every podcast. teaser I can because I do think that the Jets are a better team than this Patriots team. Um, and they are the underdog. And this game doesn't lend to be one that's going to be a blowout because of the weather. Um. So, let's start off with 
well, I can't do that one because that game is going on right now. <laughs> so I'm going to do a Jets. That's like uh, going on right now, currently. Broncos teaser. So the Broncos um, are playing the Raiders. And they are three-point underdogs. I'm going to tease them up to nine points because I just don't see that game be one where one team is blowing out the other. And uh, the Jets up to plus eight and a half. So Jets plus eight and a half over the Patriots. Uh, Broncos plus nine over the Raiders. Love it. Thank you. Um, next one is, uh, I guess, kind of in your theme of they have to have it. Um which I kind of differ a little bit from because obviously not every team that has to have it wins, even if they're playing a team that doesn't have to have it. Um, so, but one game where I do think that is going to lead to more points is the Cowboys commanders over 44 Cowboys commanders. Yeah. And uh, I've already made a bet for CD lamb, uh, We've seen the Commanders go up against the Dolphins this year, and it was uh, crazy. The Commanders have the worst pass defense in the league. CeeDee Lamb could have 150 yards by halftime of this game. Um, Commanders are terrible. Ron Rivera is terrible. That, That whole team is getting blown up. That's it. Was that, was that, that was your last one? Yep. All right. <laughs> We will be back next week. Question mark. Don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts for us if you'd be so kind. You can find and follow us at Surfing Artificial Turf, all one word on Twitter. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you all next week on the Surfing Artificial Turf podcast.